<clears throat> Pulborough Football Club. Peter Wardell was born in Cold Wartham, 1st of June, 1966. He attended Cold Wartham Primary School before moving on to Midhurst Grammar School. His only occupation has been as a self-employed carpenter. Pete usually played as a central defender, but I played him as a central midfield player. He was a big man, good in the air, and, a str- and strong in the tackle. He was asked to break up opposition attacks and give the ball to more attacking players. He did this very well. He also played for Grafham. He lives in Pulborough. There you go, Pete. Welcome to the Druzy Yarn. How you doing, Druzy? There's the, uh, the introduction from you. Humble beginnings, Cold Waltham, footballer. Not a, a technical footballer, would you say, Pete? You're no, more of a definitely not a technical football player. I was uh, hard in the tackle, literally. <laughs> Won the ball, played it simple. A fair player, though. Yeah, fair player. Not oh, a dirty yeah. player, are you? Not a dirty player at all. Were you hard but fair? Sort of like a Nemanja Vidic, would you say? Puts his head where like no, not... Patrick Vieira. Patrick Vieira, you'd yeah. compare yourself to. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. And for those that don't know, Pete is a big Arsenal man, and we will get onto that in due time, Peter. I had put up a thing on my Instagram last year during a, a lockdown. I was like, right, Q&A, whatever, just people ask me questions and stuff. It was three dream podcast guests. I had Alexander Volkanovsky, the UFC champion from Australia. I had, uh, I think I had Brucey, rapper, drum and bass, and I had Uncle Pete. So here you are, mate. All right, yeah. <laughs> I was one of them three, was I? You were. So I've ticked off one off the bucket list. Happy yeah. days. Yeah. I'm the cheapest. But, mate, we're living here. I'm not going to say where we live, even though the book just said it. But how did you come into contact with the Cox family? Because we're, n- we're not related by blood. We have mutual blood relations. We do, we do. My wife is your dad's brother. Brother? Sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how did you come into contact with the Cox family? Um, well, Anne really first met her on a thing called a CB radio. What's a CB radio? Is that like Tinder back in the 1970s? Yeah, yeah, it's actually, it's just the only social media we had. Yeah, you could just, um, go online on, on air and try and find people to talk to. So just get on the same wavelength? Yeah, as yeah, people. that's right. Yeah, one four for a copy. Anne's <laughs> handle was Baby Shan and mine was Woodpecker. <laughs> Why was a Woodpecker then? Because <laughs> I was a carpenter of wood. <laughs> there you go. How old were you when you were on that then, chatting up Anne on oh, the old CB radio? I was probably on the CB radio 14 till I grew up. 17, 18 probably. So when you were 18 you were talking to Auntie no, Anne? No, 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 no. Before that. It was only probably up to 16 years old I suppose. But it was enough to... Chat her up, meet her at a pool disco on, on her birthday, actually, on the 9th of June. <laughs> Summertime? Yeah, 9th of January. Oh, your birthday? No, on her birthday, 9th oh. of January, yeah. Right. It was a, used to have pool discos down the village hall. Nice. The three J's used to run it, Jeannie, Jill and Janet, I think they were, right. used to run discos. I met her down there and then it went on from there, really. Then, then it just blossomed. Yeah, and then I met her brother, Michael, and then obviously Tony later on because he was always in the pub. Yes, older brother Tony is my dad, yeah. so... This little YouTuber Australian geezer has moved over to the other side of the world and he's just been sat in your lounge room for the last few months learning lessons, having yarn. So I thought, why not whip out the cameras and have a yarn? Because sometimes we say some funny, funny shite. <laughs> Talk a lot of shite. So um, you've met Auntie Anne on the CB radio, who yeah. is my auntie, my dad's youngest sister. Yeah. When did you come about my mother? My mother moved here when she was yeah, 20, yeah, um, just turned 21. I think it was when she was working down the Swan, really. I first really knew her. Right. And then, yeah, Dad started 
romancing her and dating her. <laughs> and then she was around a lot more, yeah. Yeah, since, well, yeah, I don't know how long she'd been over here before she come down this way. I think she'd been somewhere else first. Yeah, been up in Rudgwick doing yeah. some nanny. I think it was only like two months, maybe three months. And then she was down here running the pub scene. Yeah. So yeah. what would you say early days, early memories of my mum and dad in that era, the oh. eight, uh, what was it, 80s, early 90s? Drunk a lot, I think, mainly. <laughs> they were always in the pub. Um, and good for a laugh, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, different times around then. We were talking yesterday about, like, there's no social media back in those days. So you didn't, you weren't in contact with people on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat or whatever you had. Back then, it was going down the pub, having a couple of pints with people. How many nights a week? Oh, man. I mean, in them days when I was 16, 17, 18, 19, even 20, 21, we spent <laughs> six, seven days a week in the pub. Everyone's it was so cheap. You could go out for a tenner. Do you know what I mean? Every night. And we used to meet every night at quiet nights. You have pool nights, darts nights, disco nights, and then just social nights. And that was their social life. Yeah. Yeah, every basically, single night of the yeah, week. every single night of the week. And you only phoned each pub up to see who was in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you'd know. That'd be the comms. Yeah. It's Tony and Linda Cox down yeah. at the Swan. Can I go there? See yeah, you exactly, later. Yeah. Who, how busy it is and who, you know, where everyone was hanging out at that time. Mate, that, I would have loved to live through a time like that where everyone was just so social. Much better fun, much better fun. Social, talking, drinking, partying, a lot more partying. Can't, <laughs> af- can't afford to do it now, I don't think, the kids. yeah. Well, what was it for a pint back in those days? Oh, pounds. You could get 10 pints for 10 quid. Far out, man. That'd cost you, what, close to 45, 50 quid these oh, days? Yeah, 100 definitely. bucks? Yeah, and you'd be on your own because no one else can afford to go out with you. That's Bloody the hell. thing. Mm. It's normally just birthdays and celebrations these days. Yeah, yeah, special occasions. And even then, the pubs are not that busy anymore. No, I was going to say, like, we went down to the local pub last Friday night and there was what? Four or five people in there. Yeah, that was a Friday night in the 1988, mate. It'd be bloody popping It'd be off. pumping, yeah. It'd be packing. They'd have live music and or disco or something going on. It'd be heaving. It'd be really good. So no, it's rubbish now. Yeah. Well, it's just different times, I suppose. Yeah, but like, it is. Back in those days, this little village we're situated, which is called Pulborough. I just read out the Pulborough Football Club book. I don't know why I'm yeah. trying to hide it. Um, but Pulborough used to have, what, like eight, nine pubs? Oh, nine pubs, easy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and... You, you, You'd you couldn't, you couldn't get round them in a night. Yeah. But yeah, great fun, you know, and they're all busy. They all have different age groups, different types of people in all. Main ones was the Swan and the Five Bells. They were the busiest, better, yeah. one, better ones, yeah. More lively ones. Yeah. Was Dad. it true? So I was speaking, I've got a haircut today. I don't know if the plonkers can say I've got a nice fade, as did you. You did your yeah, old I, shave I, job for the podcast. Yeah, had a little, little tidy up. <laughs> Dean was telling me, shout out Dean, Ace of Fades, Paul, bro was telling me if there was someone from like a different town that would come into a Pulbra pub and they weren't from around there, were they pretty much asking for trouble just by being, like, would they get into trouble? They probably wouldn't get into trouble to start with, but they probably would later on by being Larry because that's what they all do. Go to a different village and be Larry and then you kick off. Right. But another thing, which uh, my poppy, shout out to poppy, I don't think he's watching this, he doesn't do the technology bullshit, but he'd always say back in the day, if you wanted to fight someone, you'd go, and you've told me this as well, not that you're a fighter, you're a lover, Pete. I'm a lover, yeah. <laughs> but, like, if you wanted to have a scrap with someone, you'd say, all right, let's go outside and sort this out, square up, have a punch up, whoever wins, wins, give them a hand up, handshake, pint, and you're done. It's not like you're trying to hurt this person and bloody stab them and kill them. It's no, not, like, malicious. No. Obviously, there's a bit of 
Like, you yeah. want to hurt this person in there when you're in a fight, obviously. Yeah, you just want to win, really, that's all. But after that, yeah, it's happy bar days. Bar my drink, <clears throat> bar my drink, sit at the bar and chat about it. Yeah. Yeah. What's your uh, record, Pete, in, uh, in pub? Oh, slash? I don't think I've ever had a pub fight. you never had a pub fight? Well, maybe one or two. Maybe one or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe one or two, yeah. No further comment from Peter on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go, Paul, bruh. Pub culture back in the day. Yeah. My mum come over here, met my dad, and then my mum was basically like, I don't know. I don't know why she didn't want to stay in England, I think. Because I think she actually did want to stay, but then ended up going back to Australia. I think dad maybe wanted to go back to Australia more, just because there's more opportunity for yeah. me and Sean to grow up in. Yeah. Um, which was a, a good decision. So, yeah. well done, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> um. I started the podcast with, you are an avid Arsenal fan, Oh, Pete. yes, yeah, at the Gooners. You love the Arsenal. Good yeah. season for you. Yeah, Top of the well league. Minute. Yeah, very, very well. Got a Just chance to Tottenham. win it, I reckon. Got a chance to win it. Yeah, beat <laughs> 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 No, that's getting censored, mate. You cannot keep that in a podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, 2-0 on the weekend to Tottenham. Yeah, played them off the park. Eight points clear now? Yeah, eight points clear. Looking really good, looking really good. First time in a few years. Looking like forward to playing Man United on Sunday. Should stuff them as well. It's not going to happen, mate. We've been having this debate for ever since the Tottenham derby. Uh, Saka's better than Rashford. Yeah, see, this is what we've been having, the argument. Saka versus Rashford. Rashford is better than Saka. When it's all said and done, when they're old and fat, Rashford will be remembered more than Saka will. Guaranteed. Nah, Saka will be a superstar. Rashford will just disappear. You wait and see. Well, they both be stars, especially for England. Here. Be good both for England. Yeah, and that's the thing. We we like we're sort of rivals with our clubs, and we say Saka's better than Rashford. We're going to beat you, but at the same time, we're like, I like watching Saka play. He's a great player, yeah. especially for England. Yeah. Um. And yeah, likewise for Rashford when he's banging goals for England. I'm yeah. sure you're celebrating. Yeah, that. exactly. Of course I will. Yeah. <laughs> not for Man United, and he's not going to score on Sunday, <laughs> <laughs> mate. I don't know, this podcast will probably be coming out around the time that United play Arsenal, sort of Sunday, Saturday-ish, but you're not getting three points from United. I have said this that many times, you'll get a draw at best or you'll lose. Yeah, you've already beaten us once this season. And we'll beat you again, mate. No, you won't. We're going to stuff you. At the Emirates? Yeah. Mate, that last game against Newcastle, I fell asleep in. Might as well have turned it off at half-time. Yeah, but that was an effort. It was Newcastle putting 11 players behind the ball, not even attacking. Break it down, mate. Yeah, we tried. You've got five enough. at the back and then a five five one. It's not really a good system, is it? No. No, it's not. I don't think they even had a shot on target that game. In Newcastle. Newcastle, yeah. Yeah, right. Who's turned it around? Well, there's a number of people that have turned it around. Arteta's one, but when have you seen like this evolution from being a side that sort of finishes in the Europa spots, going to a side that's now contending for the league. Oh, as soon as our set has taken over, you can see the difference. Mm. It's changed the, not just the club and um, the players, but the whole club mm-hmm. turned it round, got a better atmosphere, got a better atmosphere with the fans. It's rocking up there at the minute, absolutely rocking when you go. It's really good. Mm. And I think he's turned it all around himself, got the right players, it's good atmosphere, playing really well, got the right players in the right places. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And he's buying more to, to shore up them places as well, which is looking good. Yeah, for sure. Like a few years ago, you'd be buying like a Lacazette, a Bamiyang, um, Mikatarian, like yeah. these sorts of guys yeah, yeah. that they're just a band-aid over a broken yeah, arm, are. you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. Now you've got Saka on the right, Martinelli on the left, who's home. Is he homegrown Martinelli? Did he come through your academy? No, no. But you bought no, him young, yeah, right? Yeah, we bought him young. So pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Pretty much homegrown, you'd say. 
Um, but yeah, then Odegaard in the middle. Um, Jacques has had a renaissance or come yeah, out of he nowhere. Has, he, yeah, he's been up and down. Love him to bits now. Love him to bits. Been playing really well and good for the club. Such a funny story. Like, go back a few years. He Did he have the armband on and he took it off and threw it off or something yeah, like that? Yeah, and stuck his fingers up to the crowd and disrespected us at the supporters. We, that we're, we pay his wages, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he should have a bit more respect, but... Yeah, he's brought it back. He's brought it back. He's played his way back in everyone's good books, which is good. Who would have thought, like, from mugging off the fans, you would have thought, that's it. Granite Jacker's days, days at Arsenal are done. Yeah, he was really dull. I think it was only um, Arteta that talked him into staying. But he wasn't. He didn't even look that good before no. Arteta was there. He looked no, like but he's playing player. in more of an attacking position now, isn't he? Mm. A much better position that he plays for Switzerland, sir. Right. He, 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 he He's much better suited that way, mm-hmm. I think. It gives too many... Three kicks away the other way. Are you going to win the league? Yes or no? We've got a chance, yeah. That Yes or no? Yes. You're going to win the league. Heard it here first. If you lose, you're going to look like a mug, mate. Okay, well, never mind. We'll still, <laughs> still be in the Champions League, hopefully. Top four. Yeah. No, I mean, that's all we was hoping for at the start of the season, getting to the top four. So this is just a bonus. Yeah, you know? already exceeding expectations. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And why not ride a high? Yep. Leicester oh, did it. Enjoy it. Leicester did it. You should have won the league that year, you always yeah, tell me, Pete. Have, yeah. Why? Leicester won it. Yeah. Great story. You love Leicester, don't you? No, I don't. We I hate Leicester. And we <laughs> beat we're the only team to beat him twice that season as well. So you're saying if United beat Arsenal twice this season, which we will, because we play with the Emirates and we're gonna beat you again, but come second or third in the league, we should have won the league. Is that the logic we're running with no, here? No, I think you might qualify for the Champions League. Of course we will. You might do, yeah, we see. Of course we will. We see Brighton coming up now. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch out for Brent. Brentford and Fulham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Newcastle, Chuck, oh, they're in the mate. mix. Yeah, they're right in there now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you don't go to as many games these days, Peter, because no. ticket prices are extortionate. Everyone wants to go to watch the Arsenal well, now, now that they're winning. Good. You can't get a ticket anymore. That's yeah. the thing. Everyone wants to go and see them, which is fair enough. Yeah. Fuming about that. Yeah, but I've seen loads of them anyway. Yeah. So over so, away, Europe. Seen it all, mate. Uh, early 2000s, those were the heydays. Oh, the yeah, yeah. I've seen the best football. That's the trouble. When you send the best football out, the un- the Invincibles, and everything else has got to compare to it, hasn't it? Yeah, you, you said it to me before, like, you're blessed to have already seen the best football be played sort of thing for Arsenal yeah, in those exactly. early 2000s. Yeah. If you could describe Wenger's football, early 2000s, Invincible's time, what was it like going down to Highbury and watching Arsenal? Oh, fantastic. You knew you was going to win every time you turned up. They played so well. And it was a joy to watch. It wasn't just winning. Mm. It was the way we play. We, you know, it was just fantastic. The players, all we had, Burkamps and Omri's and righties and... Even Ray Parler. Vieira, <laughs> yeah, Lundberg. Yeah, Vieira, Lundberg, yeah. You're Perez, it was fantastic, mate. Even Tony Adams, Donkey, got, um, got got good on the ball for after a while. <laughs> yeah, you were saying to me last night about Gilberto Silva. I'm not yeah. sure if he was an invincible or not. No, I don't think he was, but what a, a centre-mid player he was. Yeah. Broke it up, broke it up, played simple, but Brazilian never Pete give Wardell. it away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I crafted myself around him. <laughs> around Gilberto Silva. That's before Martin. Break up the opposition attacks, give it to the more creative players, just without flair. That was your, your yeah. steez. Yeah, More exactly. of a Patrick Vieira type, as you said. Yeah, but he was a bit more flair than I was. We were watching an Arsenal documentary a week or so ago, and when Wenger started winning leagues, and I think he won the league the year before he uh, went, they went invincible, he said, we will not lose a game of football in the Prem next yeah. year. 
And for a manager to come out and say that, it's like, it's borderline disrespectful to all the other teams. It is, yeah. Like, yeah. it's a massive statement to he make. must have known. Especially from a manager. Like, if it's from a pa- uh, player, it's like sort of like, it might come across as arrogance or whatever. But for, for the man at the top, Arsene Wenger to come out and say, we're not going to lose next season yeah. and go the whole year unbeaten. Yeah, amazing. Amazing that we did it. And, and he said it first. Yeah. <laughs> Start the season. Fantastic. Were most of the results 1-0? Um, <laughs> I can't really remember now. That's a long time ago. It is. My 20 eyes. years ago, mate. Yeah, nearly. Bloody, yeah, there's that chance that goes around. It? Yeah, 3-4. 1-0 to the Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, that was more um, um, George Graham at the time. He shored us up at the back. We never really lost and just nicked a go here and there. Just solid. Those teams would score against you. That, that's right, yeah. That, they were good days as well. They were all right winning that. What were you winning before Wenger? Were you winning much or cups? FA Cup, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 93, 94, we won the um, Cup Winners' Cup or European. Uh, right. The like, Champions Europa League versus yeah. Europa League. Yeah. Yeah. Beat Palmer 1 0. Who? Copenhagen Palmer. Yeah. Chicken Palmer. Yeah. Beat them 1 0. Uh, Alan Smith, chess volley. Brilliant guy. Nice one. Yeah. yeah, I was there for that. Still looking for the elephant ears, though, Pete. You went over to, where was it, 2006, that you were playing Barcelona, Champions League final. Champions League final, yeah, didn't get a ticket. Where was that? Paris. Paris. Yeah, yeah, Paris, yeah, oh, Christ. So you just went the over there? Got a picture of me and Tony Adams with the Champions League Cup. And we lost. Should have won it. Can you Should've remember the score? Theirs. Yeah, 2-1 Barcelona, wasn't it? Who got red carded? Was it Seaman? No, Lehman. Oh, Layman. Yeah. You had two good Lens. keepers in that time. Yeah, then. yeah. Lens got sent off and fucks it for us, really. Yeah. It was 1-0 up at the time. Well, he got penalty. Been. I was saying, I can't remember when I was saying it, but if you had a photo with Tony Adams with the Champions League framed, that wedding photo wouldn't be there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal, then family. Yeah. Priorities in check. Yeah, too right. What... Uh, so you've been to a lot of football games. What are some of your more memorable, like, let's say you're, we're on the topic of Champions League, so European away trips? Oh, yeah, been on loads of European away trips. They're all brilliant, all, all different, all brilliant. I'm trying to think of any stories I can say, but I probably can't say too many. <laughs> Have a think. Played Roma away, we beat them, and uh, the crowd started getting a bit restless, started throwing things, and the next thing I know, my mate had a bit of toast <laughs> land on his head. Who fucking takes toast to a football <laughs> match, let alone throw it in disgust? Bloody yeah, Romans, mate. The Romans do. Yeah, no, nah, that was naughty out there. They're, they're Roman ultras. They're naughty. Yeah. Yeah. Galatasaray off. away, was that one that you've been to? Yeah, Galatasaray away. Yeah, that was a good one. Really they must good have been one. some mental Fenerbahce fans. was louder. Went to Fenerbahce away and we're sitting and they were rocking. And we scored four goals in the first half. You could hear a pin drop. Really? Just yeah, it was brilliant. Silent straight away. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what you want. Yeah. What are the, what are some other clubs like that where you can just remember their ultras and their fans? Well, we went to um, Copenhagen to watch Galatasaray Arsenal in the Cup Winners Cup again. I think or Europa Cup. I can't remember yeah. what it was called at the time. And uh, Leeds have had a bit of trouble out in Turkey a few months before. Some bad things happened, and all of a sudden we had uh, everyone from. Every hooligan in the world turning up to have a fight at Galatasaray, and they are evil people. They're walking around cutting people with Stanley knives, 
But that was a big mash-up, big kicking. Mate. Yeah, they got their comeuppance that day, I think. <laughs> but you, you wouldn't go out to the football. Let's make this clear. You wouldn't go out to the football and look for trouble, would no, you? No, never. You no, weren't no. like I, a... We pop- go and find little quiet pubs and drinking out of the way. We don't like get involved in any of that rubbish. Yeah, singing, sing songs and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Whatnot. Plenty of drink. Mate, yeah, you, you, as I said, you're a lover, not a fighter. There is football hooligans that go out there to football games with the intention of finding another firm yeah. and having a punch on, but you yeah. weren't that bloke. No, definitely not. Although you did have some argy-bargies from time to time. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. We, <laughs> we run into a bit of trouble here and there <laughs> over the years. Yeah. So tell me, you were telling me yesterday, pig's head. That's all you told me was pig's head. We go down Pompey away and uh, was drinking in the Good Companion. And so uh, I was having a few drinks in there and all of a sudden I dive for a pee, go into the toilet, lift the toilet seat up, and there's a fucking pig's head in, in the urinal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what? Yeah, so I had a little piss on the pig's head, went back out into the barn and all these police come marching through and took it away in this like evidence bag. And evidently they thought that um, travellers had, had left something there to threaten them with. But little did they know that I think it might have been one of the Arsenal boys that had put it in there for a joke. Just a pig's head. Just a pig's head. Took yeah. it away for evidence and the people bought Ell's piss on it. Yeah. <laughs> Lock him up. Yeah, that was a funny day, that was. Yeah. Tottenham away. Did you ever go to White Hart Lane? Or yeah, yeah, been to White Hart Lane a few times. Won the yeah. league at White Hart Lane, didn't we won you? Won the league at White Hart Lane, yeah. Won the Shite Hart Lane. <laughs> Were you there that day when you lifted the tree? Yeah, yeah. Um, we also, uh, I've had a bit of trouble walking out of the stands there and all. Because you come out as a away fan... And walk down, and it's just a little thin barrier between you and away fans. It's just, I've been smacked a few times and smacked them a few times. <laughs> Nothing bad, though. It just happens. Yeah, it's just rivalry, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Just like a little shitter brother. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. remember you telling me, like, they would sort of separate you, so there'd be a big road and sort of like a big fence going down the middle. But there's yeah. only so much so much yeah, fence yeah, that you can the lay. And then at the out. end of it, it's yeah. all carnage. Yeah, exactly. That's where it used to kick off big time. Bloody hell. Um, but you you had enough one day, Pete. You were at Chelsea away. Yeah. Can you tell us what happened? What uh, was this, like 15, 16 years ago maybe? Yeah. A bit more than that? Yeah, yeah. 2006, I think, something like that. Yeah, we had a few drinks. I think we drew with Chelsea that day, 1-1. One, one. And we was getting on a train to go home and some Chelsea bloke didn't like the way that we were happy and he, won. he, he decided to smack me in the head with a bottle. We had a little tuffle on the old platform. In London Central? Yeah, yeah, and that was it. I got a good kick in that day, so... That was the <laughs> that end. That was of the end of anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no more trouble for me. Yeah, no, that would have been a bit of a reality check. Like, oh, yeah. what am I now, 35, 36, around that age? Like, yeah. shouldn't be messing with these bloody Chelsea hooligans. Well, it wasn't <laughs> that you were messing with him. Nah, he was just nah, on, nah. under yeah, the he influence. He started it. Definitely, I didn't. Yeah. You, you never started it. You just never. finished it, didn't you, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. the way but do, do you miss like oh don't not miss those days but do you look back on those days where you were like meeting up or well, not meeting up with these firms but like when there was the argy bargy looking back on it do you enjoy it overall we used to in the old days because it was just 50 cuss but now it gets too too naughty now yeah 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 we should love a little bit of asshole here and there <laughs> but only with the people that wanted it back yeah you know what i mean nothing else never sat on anyone innocent nah, or nothing nah, like exactly. that exactly no nah. He's yeah. a lover, not a fighter. But yeah. if there's a fighter, he's gonna love to finish it. Yeah, it was a tie. It was a time, a sign of the times. You know, at the times, what was going on. Mm-hmm. It's but different now. It's different now. It's much more friendly and family like now. So they've cracked 
down completely on the hooliganism, right? Not completely. It's still around in places, but mm. it's a lot better than it used to be, yeah. It'd have to be like an underground thing now, though, yeah, right? Like definitely. Have yeah. to link up on a WhatsApp and be like, all right, we'll meet you here far away from the ground and then just... Is that yeah. sort of how it works? Because you don't really see it outside the grounds these days. No, no, it, it goes on, but no, not near the ground. Yeah. Too many bill around. Yeah. There we go. Pete, the Arsenal man <laughs> who got into a bit of argy-bargy from time to time. We'll finish that talk because we want to talk about some raves and rock and roll, Pete. Right. 80, 80s and 90s, you loved your music. You do love your music. His shirt Still says, what music. does your shirt say? says, Muffin Butterer. And what's that then? Oh, that's some lyrics out of um, a wet leg song, Chaise Long. Do you mind giving us a quick demo of the no, chorus? No, I'm not. No, definitely <laughs> not. I'm not singing. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, what was it? 80s, 90s? Oh, I've always been into music. Always, yeah. ever since I could drive. We used to go to concerts, me and my mates. Who was it? Early days, like uh, first sort of concerts you'd say. What genre? Um, it's definitely the Cramps. Definitely the Meteors, a um, bit psychobilly, but then we used to go and see all types of music. Every album I've got, I've probably seen live. So Yeah. Yeah, it's just live music. We used to love live music. Go everywhere to watch them. Fields of Nephilim, um, Pixies, um, loads of different bands Cure? you used to go and see. Who? Cure? Yeah, yeah. sort of Cure at Glastonbury in 91. Right. I think, yeah, that was a good festival. Last time the Travellers were allowed in, they rioted. Fucked it up for themselves, and that's when the barriers went up and all right. changed a little bit. But Stone Roses, man, as well. Yeah, love the Stone Roses. Yeah, seen them a few times. Yeah. Brilliant, mate. Brilliant. Yeah. But so back then, there was a bit of a rave scene going on in yeah, England. Definitely. Yeah. What was that like at the time? Because like everyone taught you. I've got the quote here last night. You said the raves, mate. Those were the days. Yeah. What was that? Late eighties, early nineties, just Later. going listening to what techno, drum and bass, bit yeah. jungle, house, oh, a bit of everything. Yeah, a bit of a, a room where they could go and watch whatever you wanted in, or listen to whatever you wanted in. And in them days, the the um, um, I don't know what I'm allowed to call them. Smarties were really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do the job. <laughs> Leave it at that. Yeah, no, and the, and the raves were brilliant because they were sort of not too organised, but organised enough to have a really good time and get out your head. Yeah. Yeah, it was great times, yeah. And then you go to proper organised ones. You go to one in World Dance down in Lid Airport, massive rave. That, mm-hmm. was, that was quality. How would everyone know where these are? Like, if there's a rave in a tent in the middle of nowhere? No, yeah, if you're in in the scene, you know, you get sent messages because by that time we did have... Did we have mobile phones then? I think we did, like, late 90s, I suppose, mid-90s we did, but not before then. Yeah. Just flyers. If the more you go to, the more flyers you get for the next one. That's what it used to be like. There you go. Imagine a world where you have to think back... Did we have mobile phones then? Yeah. You always had mobile phones, you mug. What are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? No, we didn't. <laughs> no, no. We should just tell everyone where we was going the night before and hope you'd be there. <laughs> <laughs> if you remembered it. Yeah. But who were the, in that sort of scene, the rave scene, what was your sort of gravy? Because you have given me and Sean a bit of drum and bass influence. Progedy, yeah. as you yeah, call them. Yeah, definitely drum and bass. A lot of bit of techno. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of house when you're chilling out. Nice, but yeah, d- drum and bass is definitely it, yeah. So drum and bass is just Prodigy A1 and the rest are below? Yeah, yeah, 100%. How many times have you seen the prod- Prodigy? Oh. Uh, you call it Prodigy, Yeah, I call it Prodigy, because yeah. that's how it's spelled. Yeah, it's, you say it right, I can't say it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably seen them five, six times, I suspect, yeah. 
pre-Keith death, RIP. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Sean saw him just before he passed away. And I remember Sean offered me a ticket to that. Did but he? Yeah, we're down in the standing bit, but I've got a ticket up in the city. I don't want to sit there. So I had to get another ticket. I think that's what it was. But I didn't. I wasn't really into music at that time. And I said, no. Yeah. What a mug. My um, daughter, Chloe, she went to see the, one of the last concerts they played down in Brighton. Would have been magic, mate. Yeah, they were superb, definitely. Do you think possible Glastonbury comeback this year for Prodigy? Yeah, it's hard to say. It'd be brilliant if he did. If they did, yeah. It'd be good yeah. to see. Even without Keith, I'm sure they'd do some sort of tribute to him. So. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Fingers mm. crossed, yeah. Because we got tickets this year, haven't we? We've got tickets to Glass and Repeat. Yeah. Me, you, Charlotte, Chloe, Marnie, Sean. We're all going to Glastonbury, baby. Yeah. World's biggest music festival. Yeah, How many times have you been to Glastonbury? Oh, five or six. Yeah. This is going to be the last one. This will be the last one, yeah. The send-off. Yeah. yeah Save right. the best for last, Never baby. say never, but yeah. yeah probably. Been too old for it now. So It's so big, it's tiring to walk around. When you hear of Glastonbury, you know, like, world's biggest music festival, but the actual scale of the place when you're there, I don't know what it's like because I haven't been there, but from what I've, like, seen on YouTube and heard, there's more than, like, what, 68 or plus stages. Yeah. You can go to Glastonbury, not listen to any music, and be busy the whole time you're there with arts, crafts, meditations, <coughs> bushwalks, comedy, everything. Stages for every single genre of music. Yeah. Food is absolutely superb. They you, they cater for everything and yeah. everybody. Yeah, you camp out there for what six days? Yeah, five nights, six days, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pitch up a tent. Yeah, shower with what wipes? Bucket. Wipes. Yeah, yeah. It's just who needs a shower? Yeah, exactly. Get to the raves. Yeah. Sweat it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's um, good, it's good. You'll, be, you'll, you'll love it when you come. I can't wait. And the thing is with Glastonbury, they don't even announce the lineup. In no. The, like, you buy the tickets before the lineup's announced. And I think the only person to be announced so far is Elton John, yeah. I think. Yeah. Is that I official? So. Yes, I think it is. You love Elton John, don't no, you? No, I don't. You don't? No, I don't. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to say anything else about it. He's the rocket man, bro. No, what for no, FC, bro? You're all right. <laughs> I want to be front row for Elton Johnson. Yeah. Heart out. Nah. I've, I've told people, like, yeah, I'm going to Glastonbury. And they're like, oh, who's going? And I'll say, oh, Elton John's the only one that's announced. And they're like, oh, you're so lucky to see Elton John's last show. And I'm like, to be honest, I'll probably be in a tent somewhere. Yeah. Glasses on, gun fingers out, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah. But we've got a lot to look forward to in that little we week. Have. If it's sunshine, happy days. If it's muddy... Happy days. Whatever, just yeah. Take it as it comes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Can't moan about it, can you? No. Hopefully it'll be a dry one. That's what you want. Have you had like a, out of the, what, five? I've never uh, had a really bad wet, wet one, no. Okay. I've been quite lucky. Any little drizzle drizzle? Yeah, oh yeah, I've had a bit of rain. Bit, but not bit much? Puddin-y. No, no, not right. much. It goes wet, it goes sticky, puddin'y, and then dries out. <laughs> if there's a little bit of rain, no, it's not too bad. You just don't want it to continue. My mate's just seen it where there's eight foot, um, floods and tents are right underwater. And oh, that. my God. Yeah. Surely not. Mate, it's a beautiful winter's day today. So yeah. let's hope yeah, when it's summertime, it's a beautiful summertime day. Yeah, it is, yeah. Just hope put some good music on as well. Yeah, let's hope so. What are the most memorable Glastonbury acts that you've seen or just things you've seen at Glastonbury? doesn't have to be music. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd your mind go then? <laughs> I think you, um, what goes on in Glastonbury stays in Glastonbury for one, but... Um, I've seen a girl turn into a cat. What? 
Yeah. Real. You seen a girl turn into a four-legged furry creature? Yeah, a head, really, a face, yeah, turn into a real cat. <laughs> uh, um, this fucking guy. I've seen a helicopter <laughs> land in the crowd because someone got crushed. A helicopter land in a crowd? Yeah, yeah. Did they die? No, no, they lifted them away. Well done. Yeah, I've seen... What about the music then? Other than people turning yeah, into cats and helicopters. Yeah, I'm just trying to see the best. Then. Yeah, Chubby's is so much good music. You can't really pick any single people out. You're hoping to see Wet Leg this year? Yeah, I will. Yeah. Um, and Sun when they first played there, they were brilliant. Heim when they first played there. Have you seen any of like your favourite acts play at Glass? Pixies, yeah. I've seen the Pixies play there, which was absolutely brilliant. They, yeah. were, they were top act. Not a lot of my genre of music plays there. Yeah, okay. Is it usually like you got your big acts and you might watch a few of them, but yeah. the rest of the time you're at a place where you that genre is what you like and you're sort of yeah, yeah, there for yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. Mate, me and Shawno, it's going to be carnage, mate. Never been before. Don't know what's going to happen. What happened to Reading and Leeds? You said back in the day it used to be... Back in the day they were superb, Reading and Leeds. We, we went from, I don't know, 87 to 95. Every year, Reading, and it was a rock festival. They had rock bands on. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw um, Nirvana there. Right. You know, um, the Pogues. Uh, loads of good bands I saw there. Mm-hmm. Red Hot Chili Peppers, and it just—I don't know—it's just turned into like a Radio One, yeah, like pop show now. KSI, and yeah, all those bloody yeah. Even I like Raw Blub and they started, but when they played there, they was a bit too poppy. Yeah. Okay. So it's just the, sort of the Reading and Leeds Pop Festival. Yeah, more than yeah, more of a rock festival. Yeah, Plonkathon. We are approaching the last segment of the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have enjoyed it and you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, could you please leave a five star review to support the channel? If you enjoy my content, if you're watching on YouTube, just give me a like and comment down below. Subscribe if you're new. Obviously, follow up the socials on Instagram. TikTok, they're all there. Follow them up. Show the channel some love. Thank you very much. The last segment of the podcast coming right up at your ears right now. Right, Peter. Back in the day, back when you were younger than me, what happened to you to end up ending up in a correctional facility, mate? Oh, well, when I was eighteen, I uh, split up from a girlfriend. Had a little bit of time away. That's Auntie Anne, by the way. That is Auntie early Anne, early days, way. mate. Early days, yeah. We split up for a while. And I wanted to uh, get out of the way of all the normal crowd, so I started hanging around with some different people, and really they were sort of the wrong people to hang around with, and I got in a little bit of trouble, doing a few naughty things, got arrested, broke bail, and then ended up in a correctional facility in Lewis for a few months. When you were 18 years old, so... Yes, I was 18, I had my 19th birthday in, in the... Jail, yeah. To put that into context, you are now what? 57. 57, uh, yeah. 57. So, so that's... 41 years, isn't it? 31 years. 40? 41 years. 39 years it yeah, is. Yeah, 39 years at least. Long time yeah. ago, when you were two or three years younger than me. So young man, made some mistakes. Yeah, very easily led young man. Didn't know the world. Didn't really know anything. Just, just, just a twat, really. So you're twatting around, yeah. doing some stupid stuff. Yeah. And then you end up on a bus, into jail, yeah. 
jail door shuts. You turn around. You've got a couple of things in your hands like they do in the movies. And what do you think then? Oh, bad man. Cried for a week. You cried for the first week of jail? Yeah, man. You get lo- <coughs> you get locked up in a way and you don't know no one. It's horrible, man. It's, it's like it's me here, mate. Don't know no one. Cry <laughs> myself to sleep every night. <laughs> you don't know how lucky you are. <laughs> um, but in the end, you, you get on with it and you do it. Um, got a bit of behaviour. Got a clean job. Done all right. Met a few friends. Had a few scraps. <laughs> turned into a man in there. <laughs> Come did. out and that was it, yeah. And then life never looked back, really. How long were you in there for? Uh, four or five months. Right. Not so, long. So you got let off earlier than your initial... Not let off. We actually was on remand. We went to court and it got sorted and I was out. Yeah. Right. And then I went back out of Anne and never done anything wrong in my life. <laughs> ever. <laughs> never, ever. Never, ever. Yeah. That's a shit in a bucket. We had to shit in the bucket, yeah, yeah, and I got beaten up on my nineteenth birthday by some bullies in there, yeah, which wasn't nice. nice, but which still made me who I am today. So you went in there, a bit like myself, a bit well, not naughty because I'm a very sensible boy, but a bit naive, like oh yeah, ha- hadn't been through any like real proper life lessons, but no, in jail it's sink or swim, right? Oh man, yeah, sink or swim. It was either be bullied or bully. So what was that sort of? Um, the lessons that you learned to become that man was it just like having to stand up for yourself, having to be able definitely, to yeah, yeah, having no one to turn to, having no one to help you, look up to. You just got to do it all yourself, mm-hmm. make your own decisions, and stick up for yourself. So fight for your right. Yeah. So until right now in your life, those lessons that you still learn in jail still influence you to this day. Of course day? they do. Yeah, yeah. Made me what I am. No, it's like I said, yeah. I make my own decisions all my life after that. Mm-hmm. Never listen to anyone. Just Well, I haven't listened to people. <laughs> can't get me wrong. But you know what I mean? Just make your own, my own mind up and do what I want to do. So you've come out and you've gone, Auntie Anne, you're the love of my life. Can I please come see you again? Exactly. I've messed up. I've been a naughty boy, but I'm going to be a good boy and make it right and marry you. <laughs> no, not quite like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of like that, yeah. Yeah. So you're in there for five months. Come out, and what what did you do in those following years after? I your, got your back to work, 20s? got my head down, went back to work, had some money, carpenter. got married, got a place, had a house, had some kids. Yeah, sort of happy days, really. Went to some raves, went to some football. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, there it is. Looking back on your life now, like compared to when you were my age, twenty one, like what would you say yourself was like at twenty one? When you come, what, what was that? Like two years out of jail. Head oh, screwed back on time. Two years was, yeah, 21 was the best years, yeah. Yeah? They, they were fantastic. Yeah, I was earning good money. I was pl- dr- um, doing motocross, doing really well. Southeast Junior Champion when I was younger. There you go, um, Southeast Junior Champion of motocross, mate. On this couch, on my podcast. Just have some, um, yeah, just 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 really having time, going on holidays, going to concerts, just living the life, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And it all, all down to them five months to turn me into the person I was. So you think, like, when you went in there, you were like, I never want to be in this spot again, and when I get out, you're like, I'm going to live my life to yeah. the max. Yeah, to the max, to the full, and in the right way. Yeah. You know, not without looking over your shoulder all the time. Because you're fearless. Yeah. You've yeah. seen the worst. Yeah. Or somewhat. Yeah. People used to come after me because of it, but there you go. Because you were a hard man, people wanted a bit of them. Well, they thought I was a hard man because you've been inside, so they all try and... They didn't last long. So that that's a different thing as well. 
Today we've got people with more Instagram followers. That those are the hard men. You know what I mean? They're the cool men in society. The yeah. ones with the Instagram followers. Pete, who's been to prison. If there's some meathead from around the area, they go, "Oh, that Pete bloke's been to prison. I want to show everyone that I'm harder than him." Yeah, didn't end up well for them though, did it, Pete? It didn't. Most people know. <laughs> but we didn't ever have a pub fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if I walked into the pub, I was 21. I see Pete Wardell. How would we have got along then? You're pretty much 21 at mind now, to be fair. So it'd probably yeah. be the same. Yeah, yeah. Just buy a drink, see what you've been up to, give your game a pull. Who, who would win? Paul, um, I think I'd win. Because we did pop out the other day and you lost me 20 quid. Beat you in the first game. Had a few pints. Back on the pool table after a few too many pints. Lost me 20 quid. I didn't, did I actually lose you 20 quid? Did you actually bet that? Yeah, we were. I thought you were taking the piss. No, no, no. So we played three games. Lost the first. Double or nothing. Won the second. Yeah. And then what was it? Just same bet again. Yeah. For the third. So I lost you 20 quid. Sorry, mate. That's all right. I'll play it this week for it. 20 quid down. Bang. Whose fault was it? Yeah, okay. And cool. then we'll see who the... Now real... we're members. Hey? Now we're members. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 25 quid just for a game of pool. <laughs> <laughs> That's a play, pay a pound every game you play as yeah. well. It'd be worth it. It'd be worth it. Cheap drinks. Yeah, happy days. Good happy atmosphere days. down at the club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, what advice would you give to your 21-year-old self? If you could... Bump into your younger self at a pub, 21, buy him a pint, play a game of pool, you're outside, maybe on Smoko. What what are you what are you saying to him, Pete? Um, well, uh, for one thing I'd say follow your dreams. Never give up. Um That's quite a cliche thing. So why does that ring true to you? Follow your dreams and never give up. What have you followed and not given up on? What were your dreams? Um, not giving up on People thinking how bad I was, mm. listening to all the shit where everyone used to say about me and them, them old days. Reputation and that. Yeah, just get on with life and not worry about what anyone else thinks. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. Never worry what anyone else thinks. Just be yourself. Too many people worry what everyone else thinks and no one really gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's only you that worry about it. 100%. Like, you worry about... Um you worry about what other people think of you so much all the time that like it shapes the person that you are. Yeah, exactly. How much do you actually give a shit about that person that you knew from high school that you sort of got along with that had this to say about you? What are they doing anyway? And all them people that you think you're worried about, they don't give a shit about you anyway. No. You worry about how I look, how I dress, how my hair, they wouldn't ever notice or comment on it anyway. Yeah. And if they Unless did... Unless they're bullies, yeah. of course. And they're just shit people, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So no it doesn't matter. Anyone. And not looking back in the past, you when you come out of jail, you could have dwelled in that. You could have thought, oh, I'm a real bad man now. Who, who wants to? Who wants a piece of this? But if you're looking back in the past, you're not looking forward in the future. You're walking back into the future. You don't know what's coming. Exactly. Ignore the past. Look into the future. Always look forward. Yes, mate. Always look forward. Don't regret the things that have changed you. Because all the things that have happened in my life, some are bad, some are good. I wouldn't regret or change any of them because it's made me the person I am. There you go. Whether that's good or bad to what everyone else <laughs> thinks, I don't care. But it's <laughs> a, I am me. It's about how you respond to the thing, yeah, the adversity exactly, that you yeah. have in your and life. And that, 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 them five months taught me a lot about respect and about good and bad and right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And which is not enough in this world. There's not enough people got respect for people. Absolutely not these days. No. No, definitely not. 
what would you say if you could sum up in 30 seconds Peter Wardell's philosophy on life? If I say go, what are you saying? If you could, yeah. Well, so don't worry what people think. Follow your dreams. and Don't look back. Always look forward. Mm. There you go, mate. Peter Wardell, Crazy Pete from Pulra. CPFC. I think that's what I'm going to call this podcast. CPFC Pete. Crazy Pete, Druzy Yarn. There it is. We've done it, Pete. Shake my hand. There we go. Yeah. There we go, young man. Done. Done. One of three bucket list item podcast guests completed. If you enjoyed the podcast, leave a like. And what uh, social medias would you like to be followed on, Pete? Uh, none. <laughs> Usually, if you're coming on the podcast, you're getting a shout out for your own podcast or your own TikTok or, you know, Insta or whatever. No. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. If you know how to get Arsenal tickets, send them through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, follow up my socials. Druzy's Athlete Academy just started up, mate. Get fit and strong. Druzy's Athlete Academy. All the links are in the description. Thank you for joining me, Petter. No problem. It's been a pr- pleasure. Thank you, mate. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for letting me stay in your house as well. It's quite quite nice having a great time here in England. No worries. It's been good you being here, mate. Lovely jubbly. We'll see you in the next video. Take care. What, are they, what do we call them? You plonkers. You plonkers. <laughs>